2: In the hours before September 28, 2022, Hurricane Ian barreled toward the Florida coast, and no one knew the level of devastation that would occur in its wake. With 147 deaths, multiple homes and buildings decimated, and over 60,000 people displaced from their homes, volunteers from all over the world streamed into Florida communities to lend their help toward healing and rebuilding. We talked to two of those Good Samaritans who gave their time and resources to offer refuge and hope after devastating loss. First, we'll hear from Reverend David Acton.
1: My name is David Acton, married to Chanel. We have four awesome kids that are uh, grown and almost out of the house. Born and raised in Miami, Florida, went to seminary out in San Francisco and served overseas as missionary church planters with the International Board for 24 years. We've just returned to the States a few years ago with some really exciting challenges, pretty much trying to to lead a, a local church body here in Florida, like we did with our church plants in Western Europe, with a very missional mindset and missional focus. And it's been quite a ride. Whatever we're doing is about sharing the hope of Jesus Christ. God had been preparing me even before I knew he was preparing me. Uh, Growing up in Miami, obviously we know hurricanes, that's nothing new and we've had some big ones. But even uh, when we first uh, returned to the States a few years ago, I was serving as a missions pastor in miami at a church called christ fellowship when hurricane irma hit and so in that role it was my responsibility to provide uh relief and and recovery and even rebuilding not only in in miami and the florida keys you know the stuff that we could all get to close but then when we were through we packed up three containers full of donated stuff and sent a number of teams down to places like saint croix saint thomas and of course Puerto Rico that were also hit. So I thought, what an interesting experience. Uh, Glad I had it and kind of moved on. And here we are five years later (laughs) in the exact same situation. So God used actually many of those same contacts with uh, with the Baptist Disaster Relief Organization that we've been partnering with, with the American Red Cross, who we've been partnering with, And of course, through uh, believers that have sacrificed their time to come down from as far away as, as Washington State and North Carolina, Texas, all over to serve alongside of us. So it's been quite an experience. A lot of it is learning by doing. But if you have a heart to share hope and a heart to love on others, God figures out the rest. For us, specifically in our area, in Cape Coral and the island of Pine Island, the majority of the damage was by wind, knocked down trees, ripped off roofs. But then along the coast, and especially our barrier islands, it was the water damage. The water rose as high as, you know, 8 to 10 feet in our area. And you can imagine just swamped houses. So a lot of it's that. So folks are literally homeless folks with jobs and life and kids in school and, and everything was normal 24 hours before, and suddenly they're homeless. And so it's a lot of hurt and uh, a lot of disbelief, a lot of frustration and a lot of frozenness in in what to do next, because they're so overwhelmed with all that's being thrown at them all at once. And so a lot of times we just sit and we just cry and pray together because there are no answers sometimes. one thing that never gets old whether it was you know those early days handing someone you know their literally their first bottle of fresh water in a day or their first plate of hot food in a number of days or or just showing up with 10 strong guys uh to a house where where the the older couple is just exhausted they can't even stand up anymore and we just sweep in there with 10 guys and just get all the work done in just a matter of a couple of hours the look in their eyes a lot of folks say that we worked hard i i promise you god has overpaid us in return by the look of gratitude and thanksgiving and 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 hope that i see in their eyes uh, for what we would consider just a small thing but in the moment it's huge and and that look in their eyes never gets old a lot of the work that we've been doing is going in with teams, uh, both from, from here, our church members and, and friends from the community, but also also folks from further away and literally ripping up uh, carpets, ripping out flooring, uh, cutting the the, lo- the lower three feet off of the, the drywall, pulling out uh, furniture, of course, taking everything to the street and, and spraying it down with, with the kind of chemicals that will kill mold. So we do a lot of stuff outside. We have a humongous outside shade structure that's covered with cloth fabric. And so that allows us to do everything from Christmas service to Easter service to concerts. And we do a Saturday night service outside, plus all of our children's playgrounds, all the the fun stuff that we would do at church that allows us to do it outside that was all ripped off and, and blew away we we actually never found it so we're not really sure <laughs> where what what yard it landed in but that's gone and then uh, a bunch of roof damage and then some some water intrusion so we're having to to redo the flooring in a in a bunch of the rooms, about half the building So it's stuff like that, but it's, you know, it's all doable. We started taking in volunteers the very next day. And so we haven't been able to do any of the work inside because we have about 120 volunteers staying with us right now. And and they'll probably stay until December 1st doing the work they're doing. It is very easy to get lost in just meeting needs. And so it's easy to get lost in that and just spend all of your time, all of your energy, all of your focus, just putting out fires and boarding up homes. But pulling away and and having those conversations with folks, uh, allowing volunteers that maybe needed a little bit more time to engage once they've engaged. And come alongside me and, and they can get their hands dirty that allows me to pull away and focus on the spiritual need the spiritual encouragement that folks need uh, and that's actually what what fills my love tank you know when i'm able to do that as well not just simply ripping up floors and, and chopping down trees there's so many needs there's so much to do and there's so many folks reaching out to us i mean it is literally unbelievable the the, the number of, of calls we're getting and, and cries for help we're getting so it is very easy to get lost in that and and spend 23 and a half hours a day just simply meeting needs putting out fires helping folks and and that it, to some extent that must be done but if there's no spiritual refilling of the love tank you know the the time that we spend alone with god whether that's you know, personally in, in quiet times it may have to be even an hour earlier or an hour later than you're used to, whatever. And then our times of worship, they never stopped at our little church here, you know, in, in the dark, unair conditioned <laughs> sanctuary, but it, it didn't matter, you know. That may have been the sweetest time of worship our church has ever experienced. There's two things that, that Christians have that, that a person who's not yet a believer in Jesus Christ simply cannot understand and never realize in this world. Of course, the peace of God transcends all understanding that that is given only to believers. But this hope that, that there is something better, <clears throat> hopefully, Lord willing, in this life for, for us and for others, but even even beyond that, for all eternity, that is something that only a, a true believer in Jesus Christ can understand. I'd like to read a prayer from Jesus Listens, March 21st. Merciful Jesus, your face is shining upon me, beaming out peace that transcends understanding. The closer to you I live, the safer I feel. Circumstances around me are undulating and I can see treacherous looking waves in the distance. But I need to keep fixing my eyes on you the one who never changes. I know that by the time those far away waves reach me, they will have shrunk to proportions of your design. And I rejoice that you are always beside me, strengthening and encouraging me as I face today's waves. In your sheltering name, amen
2: photographer and small business owner, Krista Kowalczyk. My name is Krista Kowalczyk. I own
0: Impressions Photography. I'm a wedding and family portrait photographer based in Southwest Florida. I primarily work with um, families and weddings on um, Sanibel Island and Fort Myers Beach and our island communities here in Southwest Florida. I have always wanted to be a photographer my whole life um, since I was very little. Um, I've never really wanted to do anything else. It's the only only job I've ever had. I tell people Um, I didn't realize kind of early on what a gift it was that I knew what I wanted to do. And I had this passion and this drive. It wasn't until I was a lot older um, that I started to to realize that my friends that were in their twenties and then thirties that still were trying to find their path, and I had this, and that's when I really realized this was this was a gift from God that I knew what I wanted to do from such an early age. So the day of the storm, it was interesting because we thought that, um, you know, it was going to come and go and by three o'clock, you know, we were, the sun would be back out, which is kind of what happens during a hurricane typically. But this hurricane went on for a long time and we kept thinking, well, maybe another hour, another hour. And it just continued on and on and on. And it really wasn't until 1030 at night that we could even go outside. I live in Fort Myers, so I was just outside of the mandatory evacuation area literally like three blocks from a mandatory evacuation area. Uh, so we had stayed here and I was in our home and it was just the most horrific sound all, all day. Um, things were hitting our roof and shingles were flying off so it, it really sounded terrifying. It wasn't until about 1030 at night we could go out but it was dark out so we really couldn't see much. We could see there was a lot of trees down. Um, there was electric wires down in our road and and the streets weren't passable so it was, um, you know, it was it was pretty pretty scary outside but um in the big picture though, we we were fine and it really wasn't until the next day that i i knew how bad it was everywhere else we had lost cell phone service and we lost power so we really didn't have any way to communicate with people outside of this area and it wasn't until the next day um we were up just before the sun so was sunrise we walked out to our street all of our neighbors came out and we're all kind of assessing things together and um It was just like it hit me. I just started crying and I just, I thought, this is huge. And I knew right then I had to do something to help. I didn't know what that looked like. I just, I prayed that God would show me some guidance and what do I need to do? How can I help? So I um, went to my friend's father's house and just started trying to help him clear out his home. It was completely flooded. His house had six feet of water. Everything had been underwater. It, It was covered in mud and it smelled. It was a mess. And I got there and we immediately started just hauling out furniture and taking things out to the curb. So that's really what I thought my my purpose was at that point. Like I am just going to get dirty and try to help people. But after helping for a bit, I noticed that my friend had taken photographs and spread them all over the front lawn. And it was pictures that were in frames and pictures that were in albums. Um, Pictures going back, one I found went back to 1850. So we're talking generations of photographs had been spread across her lawn. And uh, this house, it was her childhood home. Her parents had bought it in the 60s. Her father, who's now in his late 80s, still lives in this same house. So decades of photographs of theirs and then generations going back. So lots of pictures were spread across their front yard. And she knew I, obviously no photography i love photography so she asked me krista what do you think we should do with these i mean should we throw them in the trash or what do we need to do and so i looked at them and i knew right away we just need to get them out of their picture frames out of the albums let them dry um photographs go through water so it's not like it most of them can get wet so the water isn't going to ruin the photograph the mold is what's going to ruin it so i knew we needed to kind of act quick and help her so i did that and then while i was there other neighbors came over and started asking me well, what are you doing what should i be doing and i realized well people just don't know so i'll go back and i'll just make you know, make a list of things I can do and and put it in an Instagram post. And to be honest, in my everyday prayers, what I was saying is, okay, I'll do this while I'm waiting to hear what you want me to do. And so I think I didn't really, it took me a long time of helping people with their photographs to realize that I'm actually helping people more than I realized. And that this was something bigger than just, just this little thing that I thought it was just something small. The people that have had their pictures destroyed or or damaged, they're going through so much. They're also at the same time, they've lost everything. In some cases, some people have lost their cars, their house, their all their possessions, their job, all in a matter of a few hours. That's all gone, and they want their pictures back, but they also are just overwhelmed. So that's been kind of an an interesting part where I probably talk to more people than I'm I'm actually help than I'm actually physically able to help. I talk to them, I give them encouragement, I, I give them advice. And what I didn't realize from the beginning, just offering that advice and listening to people was going to be so much help for people. I, I had one woman who came over, I helped her with her photographs. She came over with her mom. They came and um picked up the pictures that I'd helped. We spent five hours together. Um, she sat at my house. She looked through every picture I'd stayed, She told me all of her stories of what they went through and how traumatic this was for her. And I didn't realize that part of helping people with their pictures was just going to be helping people by listening to them and by giving some hugs. I've been doing a lot of hugging lately. And um, I-, I think that's part of it, too, that I-, I didn't realize when I was saying, you know, like, what. God, tell me what I need to do. I'll do this picture thing in the meantime, until I didn't realize, I didn't, I just didn't realize what a bigger calling this was. It's been a lot more impactful than I would have imagined. Not just on these people, but on me as well. This has been traumatic for everybody here in Southwest Florida, whether your house was affected or your family's or, you know, you lost a loved one or you are just, it, it, no matter what the scenario is, it's it's really been traumatic for everybody here. So helping these people and working on pictures has been a little bit therapeutic for me in that I, I have a purpose and I have something to do with my time. And those hugs I've been giving people are just as good for me. I've been very appreciative of that. I have really relied on prayer to get me through this time. It, it has been hard just seeing so much devastation and so much loss. I've prayed every day. Um, that I have the strength to continue to help people. And it's sort of funny as I look back at this that here I'm helping people with pictures, but still praying every day that God would show me some direction. And I really did realize after a while that this is the impactful thing that I'm supposed to do. And, And he was saying this all along. So I'm just praying today that I can continue to have the strength to continue helping people and continue showing people Christ's love.
2: Thank you for listening to this special bonus episode as part of the Jesus Calling podcast. If you'd like to help with Hurricane Ian relief efforts, please visit convoyofhope.com. Be sure and follow the Jesus Calling podcast so you can hear more encouraging stories just like this one. For more information on Jesus Calling and Sarah Young, please visit jesuscalling.com or visit us on our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.